Boys, it's a big week. Michigan, Michigan State, must win time. Got to get it done. Welcome back to the HFFL pod. Rich, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You just kind of put me in a in a bad mood, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, you know, it it's, uh, you know, Big Ten football. I know you, yeah. you guys, you guys do your thing, you do whatever, but, you know, up here, well, we, we do what we got to do. Some teams can be undefeated and some teams can't. I get it. Hey, you know, we like to blow these things. Coach Julian, first time in a long time. What's going on, man? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a long time. We also missed it. I did uh, the worst crack I think I've ever had on the pod. It just didn't have any crack to it. Shout out to Walt for the long drink. Beautiful, beautiful drink. But uh, yeah. We are going to do a little bit of different stuff here this week. Uh, we're going to do our, our typical going over the week seven. We'll do a quick fab review, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust, and the breakdown for week eight. But we have added in the five trade targets for teams in contention. So just, just some ideas that the boys are going to throw out here. Uh, just seeing you know what players could be available, um, who should be maybe even going after who. Um, just some ideas that we'd like to toss out and you know maybe maybe get some people thinking a little bit. Um, for recent trades, the HFFL does not have any recent trades, but the NFL has one massive trade and then one very interesting trade. So the first one was CMC to the 49ers. Rich, what did you think about that deal? Yeah, I just I just don't know how many running backs Shanahan wants. I mean, it seems like he drafts one every year uh, and just shuffles through them all. I thought he looked super sharp on over the weekend. I felt he looked fast he looked quick i don't know if it's because he got some blocking finally but you know i i love it i just don't know what happens to you know uh what's it tyron david price and jeff wilson and eli mitchell and and these guys and i mean i guess it keeps Debo out of the backfield maybe yeah but uh i i like it if running back was your only need and I, i don't know if that was the case for for San Francisco, I mean, if they were to make a if they were to make a move, maybe do it for a quarterback, you know. But uh, you know, I think it's from a fantasy perspective. As long as Shanahan doesn't get a bug up his ass, uh, I think it's a uh, it's actually a positive because it's actually a decent, decently loaded offense. And if you know Lance comes back next year, you know, but for this year, I think it's going to be fine. I think he'll be I think he'll be productive. Yeah. What did you think about it, Julian? As long as he stays healthy, because between him and that San Francisco backfield, they can never stay healthy. So it's a perfect match <laughs> if you look at it all the way, all the way around. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be cool. It's you, he definitely looked rejuvenated. He looked, you know, like like I like you would feel coming out of uh, NFL purgatory and going to a team that has a legitimate chance. So, yeah. did you happen to did you happen to catch that he got the playbook on the plane? I mean, I don't know how many times they said that in that game about how. Oh, he got on the plane and asked for the playbook so he could read the playbook on his flight from Carolina to San Francisco. They must have said that shit like 20 times. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. Okay. It's as if like it was like some revolutionary idea that Christian McCaffrey came up with. It was like, well, I wonder if I can get the playbook, you know? Like nobody else thought of that ever in their life after being traded to a team. Right. And all they ran was dive and pitch and 
pretty much that was it. Yeah, he must have made it through the first page. Um, I actually had remember last week we were talking about Josh Allen and like what would it take to get Josh Allen? Mm-hmm. Well, I had this this offer come into my inbox in the Megla Bowl, and this guy offered me for my Josh Allen, he offered me Justin Herbert and Christian McCaffrey. Dude, I smashed accept so fast on that trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty sweet. I'm hoping that one uh, hoping that one works out. So I need CMC to hit yeah. that over on the uh, Rich and Scott bet there on the games played for the year. Yeah. And, and you know what? You know, I was thinking about that after you showed that, or I think you posted that in the chat. Um, I was thinking to myself, because we were talking about how he's almost untouchable. And I think for picks, he is. Yeah. But if you get a comparable, let's say, top five quarterback that isn't Josh Allen, and a top 10 running back, like proven commodities, I think now you're talking more along the lines of what you'd have to give up is proven top 10 talent at two other different positions, and then maybe a pick in Dynasty, and then you get a guy like Josh Allen. But there's no way I'm going to throw four first-rounders and and get a guy, you know, who's proven with four question marks. you got to have proven solid talent if you're going to make a move for a, a guy who's number one in his position. That's the only way you're getting them. And that'd be, that would be real tough. I mean, you know, I just, I wouldn't give that up in, in dynasty myself, but I first, I would accept it. I tell you that. Uh, the yeah. next trade was happened today. Kadarius Tony from the giants to the chiefs. Rich, or um, Julian, did you, what did you think about that? Honestly, there's nothing really to think of. I don't know what the giants are doing, but he's just another receiver in Kansas city's backfield. That's fast, tiny and fast. Yeah. What about you, Rich? Yeah, I don't under, I don't understand it. Um, or maybe I do a little bit because I know coming out of the draft, he was considered a locker room problem. Uh, a, a not what do they call it? Like a not class guy, or you know, locker room cancer, or he's not like a, a stand up guy, right? Like he, he creates issues and argues with coaches, and you know. So I mean, maybe that's one of the part of the reason why they got rid of him. You know, I know that was an, an issue that they thought him coming out on the draft and, and you know, a team like Kansas City is kind of like, you know, the old New England. Like, just bring us your, your rejected, your sick, your poor, your talented. And, uh, you know, winning takes care of a lot of issues. Um, so maybe that's, that's what's going on there. But for Kansas City and for Patrick Mahomes, I think it's huge for fantasy. I think it definitely hurts Valdez Scantling. Um, Juju started to emerge a little bit here. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what that dynamic what happens with that dynamic, but I think they're looking for a shifty guy that can replace Tyreek, and I haven't found it yet with Sky Moore and uh, Nico Hardman. So hopefully I think they're hoping that Tony or, or Kadarius Tony can come in and, and kind of be that guy. Yeah, to me it's kind of an indictment on on Sky Moore. Like with Nicole, I mean he's in the last year of his contract anyway, so he's probably gone, but you know, I mean, you draft Sky Moore with a second and then you turn around and trade a conditional third or whatever it was and to get another very similar player. So maybe they mm-hmm. maybe Sky Moore isn't what they they thought he was when they drafted him. So interesting. That's for sure. All right. On to our game picks review. Um, I picked Kellen last week for my my lock and lost down to three and four. I picked Kobe for my upset and won. I'm up to four and three there. <clears throat> and that was one of those ones where uh, he was the underdog versus or with the. Uh, Corey Vegas. So I just went with it. Uh, Rich for his lock. He also picked Kellen. Rich, I think this is like three times that you and I have picked the same lock and totally yeah. blew it. Yeah. So yeah. Not much, a, not much of a lock. No, we might be a jinx. I'm on a <laughs> hell of a losing streak right now with both lock and upset. <laughs> That's <laughs> gross. 
And then uh, Rich for his upset took Corey, and Corey lost. Rich is down to two and five with the upsets. Yeah, yeah, fade me. <laughs> All right, on to the week seven matchups. Julian, tell us about your matchup with you and Ryan. Well, I ended up coming down like I was kind of scared for a minute there. <laughs> um, I left with the injury bug with um, Brees Hall. Luckily, he scored before he got injured. Um, and then same same goes with Mike Williams. And then the concussion with Winfield, and he's not playing tonight. Um, right There's three of my bigger guys that went out. And it was a lot closer than it should have been. Yeah. Suck it, Ryan. Bitch. <laughs> All right. Next matchup, Vault versus Rich. Tell us about this one, Rich. <clears throat> yeah, so it's kind of ideal, right? You uh, you score the least amount of, of potential points for the week, and you still get the win. So, I mean, you can't you can't really hate on that. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Lamar has just been kind of putrid the last couple of weeks, and he was again. Zeke scared me because I'm like, oh, the guy I traded to Walt's gonna, gonna just you know destroy me after he kept punching punching in touchdowns there towards the end. Um, but yeah, he got his goose egg from Romeo Dubes, and um, you know a couple of a lot of single digits. Nobody nobody scored over twenty points. He had five players score double digits, and that's it. So really hard to win there. And then yeah, you're never gonna you're not. I know my team sucks, but if you score one twenty six it's going to be hard to beat anybody, even my yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, but um, actually there was a, like a seven point uh, point correction to uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, they took a sack and a TFL away from Dorrance Armstrong and it, it dropped the final score to 135 to 126. But held on, got the W, uh, kept my potential points down, continued to secure the 1.01. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it. That's right. <clears throat> uh, Corey versus Kobe. Um, I got to say, Corey on the pod last week was was gold. I love it when he's on. He's so freaking funny. <laughs> but he, um, you know, he he didn't uh, get to get into that that gallon of honey that he bought, you know, so I don't know what he's going to do with it now. Um, but this one was was. Oh, you know, he fucked it anyway. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> he just he, he, the curiosity got to him. Yeah, it's, it's called a hate, hate rape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shout out to Neil with the old hate rape there. So. His yeah. dick is like that mosquito from Jurassic Park right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one was close early. Uh, Kobe was pretty pissed at himself. He swapped out DeAndre Campbell for Drake Link Greenlaw um, like one minute before kickoff. And uh, pretty early in the game there, Campbell had a pick six and Greenlaw ended up with like three points. So <laughs> he was, was real pissed at himself and, you know, just, just cussing himself most of the morning. But then, you know, everything kind of kind of settled for him you know he was he was locked and loaded ready to talk some shit by halfway through Sunday night football and, and of course did so he ends up winning by 42 um despite Corey being favored by 12 and a half but one of the one of the things that <clears throat> that came out this week just just chatting with everybody is one you know Jeff is pissed because I always pick against him and you know the guys on the pod never know shit and we always pick against him so he, he hates all of us and that, <laughs> that's fine um but he he talked about how he can't wait for Kobe you know, to come back to reality and, you know, how he's not that good. And, and, you know, I, I kind of felt he was pretty, he was right. You know, so I started looking at it and Kobe is now second in all play record in the league, like through seven weeks here, he's third in potential points. I mean, he's, he's for real. Like, and if you look at his team, like he's really got some guys that are not only emerging, but are are young and you know have some upside long-term. Like, I mean, Ramon J. Stevenson's looked great. Kenneth Walker looks incredible. I know Amon Ra hasn't done much the last few weeks, but 
he's been, he's been awesome. Kenny Pickett or or George Pickens has been awesome. Like he's he's really has some pieces. So yeah. I think Kobe's not only back as hell, but I think he's back for a while here. We might see three four years out of Kobe before he uh, goes into the hive and and is unheard of for the next six seven years after that. So I'm well, interesting, sure. Jimmy. What you mentioned there, those four players were not on his team last year. No, he's made those are all those are all additions this year that he made. He's been locked in. I mean, locked yeah, in. You're welcome, season. Kobe. <laughs> you said you're welcome. That was what was that? A second for Stevenson? Yeah. Yeah. I wedding remember day trade. Yeah, wedding day trade. Yep. I remember talking to you and I, I thought you did good, but he just not Harris, da, Damian Harris. I don't I don't get it. But whatever. He's coming off a hamstring. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens as um, we move forward with, yeah. with Harris. But wasn't I mean Ramanje was still playing okay even when he was going, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were they were they were both. Were they splitting? They were splitting, and they were ham and egg in it pretty pretty well. And I think, I think Harris is coming off that that hamstring, and he, you know, didn't get a whole lot of whole lot of snaps last week. So I don't know if that's how it's going to be going forward, but we'll see. We will. All right, Brendan versus Scott. What do you got here, Julian? Um, I, I listened to the pod again the, uh, today. Well, I, I would say again, but for the first time. Um. <laughs> And Rich, you called this. You said it was going to be a 152 to 148 game, ended up being a 152 to 149 game. I don't remember who you who you said was going to win, but yeah, I picked, I picked opposite. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but even with the best lineup set, Scott was going to win by one. It, sh- it showed. Um, both were out their best players: Jay Allen, Stefan Diggs. But I have some interesting stats here about Danny Dimes. Ooh. I saw an article on earlier today. Uh, Jalen Hurts is talking about being an MVP and Danny Dimes is just some Joe Schmo. Danny Dimes has two, three hundred um, less passing yards than than um, Jalen, but has over a hundred more yards rushing. And they both have six touchdowns and two interceptions. I thought that caught my eye. So Danny Dimes, um, six and one. Yeah, he was uh, he was getting some love on uh, fantasy footballers yesterday, too. I mean, he's. He's come out good. Interesting. Amazing what a, you know, getting your fifth year option declined and you know, having a little uh a little fire lit under your ass does, doesn't it? I mean it's kinda kinda interesting. He's still when he's running by himself in the open field though. It's I was gonna say Turf Monster got him again. Dude, it's happening yeah, so many times. <laughs> yeah, got him again this weekend. Oh yeah. my god, he he was gone. He was gone. No, his, his body just starts to move faster than his feet can, and he just falls over. <laughs> yeah. It's like he, he forgets how he forgets his, his speed limitations and just I gets his know, man. face out over his feet and bites it. <laughs> it's funny to watch, though. I mean, it makes it him look super gumpy, even though he's, like, legitimately fast as hell in a straight line. But whatever. <laughs> um, next one here, Mike versus Kellen. Tell us about this one, Rich. Yeah, this is a, another one. It's a tale of a unanimous favorite losing this week. Just very – poor performances from you know a lot of Kellen's guys here I mean he got you know big time performance from Jamar Chase again you know two weeks in a row safeties performed but everybody else was just single digit mediocre nothing from Josh Allen the defensive end uh nothing from from Devin Lloyd Cortland Sutton 3.8 points remember when I said fuck him yeah fuck him exactly um (laughs) Chase Claypool, seven points, even though he's a favorite target of of uh, Pickett. So, I mean, it's just – it was really disappointing. And, and 
for Kellen. And, you know, he still scored 174. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad, but, you know, he definitely had probably had higher hopes for Dak coming back. But, you know, he came back and it was kind of slow, which is to be expected. Uh, Mike, on the other hand, you know, Davis Mills had a day. Uh, you know, Benjamin, Josh Jacobs for the third week in a row scored over 30. He is absolutely balling there in Las Vegas. Um, even with the goose egg from James Robinson, um, you know, he was still able to put up 193 points. Now, Mike's defense has been top five the last few weeks. And I think beginning of the season, Jimmy and I were, were beating the shit out of him on the, on the, on the um, reviews, saying, you know, he's worst defense in the league. But four out of Mike's seven defensive starters last week were free agent ads. They were free agents before the beginning of the season or – were cut by somebody that Mike then picked up and added to his defense. So, you know, Mike, Mike knows a thing or two about football. He pays attention. He yeah. he's, you know, one of the, one of the better guys who knows how to work the free agent uh, market, especially for defensive players. And I think he's, he's, uh, he's done it this year and, and has, has tremendously improved his defense. And it, it, it shows uh, most weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next one, <clears throat> Corey Hagerman versus Jeff. Um, Jeff was was chirping me a little bit this week, and I I kind of liked it. You know he he's a little salty about you know be everybody picking against him all the time in the pod, and you know I he he let me hear about it. And I spoiler I'm alert, here. Jeff, you're not going to like this week either. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right though. Yeah. Um, Vegas Corey though had had Jeff as a a 37 point dog coming into this game. Um, I also picked Corey. Uh, I just liked his matchups. I think uh, Jeff was down Justin Jefferson. Um, but it just uh, it didn't matter. I mean, Jeff gets 30 from Eckler, 28 from Tyler Boyd, which obviously nobody saw coming. But the thing that Jeff has done the last two weeks is uh, two weeks ago, he gets 116 from his defense, highest scorer in the league. Last week, he gets 89 from his defense, highest scorer in the league. I mean, he's got back to back weeks with the number one defense. And that I mean, that floor, we talk about that all the time. If you have the floor with your defense to where you can be. You know, in that 90 point range, you're you got a really good shot to win. And and Jeff, I think he had pretty much every defender but one. Let me double check that. Every defender but one. Yeah, in double figures. I mean that that's a hell of a way to do it right there. So, congrats to Jeff. Yep. You know he got to chirp me. He got to talk a little shit. You know and uh, makes himself feel a little bit better. So good for you, Jeff. And Jeff's back in it. Uh, and he helped my pick. Thanks again, Jeff. Like that. <laughs> uh, Jeff versus or Jim versus Rico. Tell us about this one, Julian. I think it was pretty much given. Um, we knew what was going to happen. Sucks that DK got hurt, but DJ finally had a good, a good game with his quarterback PJ. Um, I guess the bright spot was Cam Jordan and James Derwin for your defense, though. It was kind of kind of a rough patch on your D. Um, Rico's Michael Gallup was ice cold against the Lions, um, which. It's kind of shocking because it's against the Lions. Um, and his defense didn't show up either. Yeah. Yeah, we, we both kind of sucked. So I'm just glad to, glad to get the win and get out of there. He did gain another running back, though, with Shovel Hubbard. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was <clears throat> kind of bad luck for Corey Stevens. He, he cut Deontay Foreman. I tried to pick him up. I think Kellen bid two and I bid one or something. And then, you know, two days later, CMC gets traded. I mean, that's just that's just shitty luck for Corey. That's kind of how his season's been going. You know, I know Ryan likes to talk about his shitty luck, but uh, Corey, he's right there with him this year. That's for sure. All right, current playoff seating. We got uh, Rich's number one team in the league is actually on the pod this week. He picked Julian. Julian is currently the number one team. Uh, number Me and Corey. 
Oh, what did I say? I thought Rich. I thought Rich said that Julian, you were the top team in the league. I said it on the pod. Yeah, that's what I thought. Recently. Yeah, um, I think it was last week. Yeah. Yeah. So Julian is number one currently. Kobe is number two. Um, I'm number three. Scott is the four seed. Kellen is the five, and Jeff has got himself back into the playoff picture. He is the sixth seed. Um, oh, wow. On to the 2022 draft. Rich has 1.01. Actually, let me. I said 2022. That should say 2023. Let me change that. Rich has 1.01. Arico has 1.02. Rich has 1.03, which is Ryan's pick. Um, I have 1.04, which is Corey's pick. Corey Hagerman and Kellen has 1.05, which is Mike's pick. Um, we're going to do this one. This one pretty quick here. The Fab review. Uh, what's your just favorite? Real, Jimmy, just real quick about yep, the yep, draft. Yep. About the draft, real quick. Yep. Um. So, so between one and two, there is a forty-four point gap, and then which is pretty much decided one and two. Yep. Um. Because there's a hundred and fifty point gap between two and three. Yeah. Um. And then and then three and four. Um. There's only like a a thirty point gap. That's so, great. you know, I think there's uh there's could definitely be some shakeups between one and two and three and four going forward. And, and, you know, if Mike, you know, can't figure some things out, uh, he's only, you know, uh, 26 points, 28 points out of five. So um, it's a tight race, especially three through five, but it's, it's pretty much a two horse race for one, one and two. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good breakdown there. Thank you for doing that. Yep. All right. Fab review. Julian, what was your favorite ad this week? It was kind of hard. I said Sam Ellinger because Ryan's quarterback room is a mess. And he could be the future of the Colts. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? What about you, Rich? Yeah, I liked I liked your pickup of Eric Rowe for two bucks. Uh Brandon Jones just got ruled out for the season on our on IR. So that it vaults Eric Rowe, who um has been a productive safety in this league into a starting role and, and a majority of the snaps. So it was a good pickup. Yeah, he uh, is going to start for Derwin this week. So come on, Eric Rowe. Uh, for me, it was Darius Slayton uh, for Co- to Corey for six. Uh, obviously, with Kadarius Tony leaving, and he wasn't really playing anyway. Um, but that that wide receiver core is wide open. So I, I like that pickup there for Corey. Uh, Rich, who was your least favorite pickup? Um, I don't know if it's my least favorite, but I think it's the biggest overpay, and it was Harrison Bryant for four bucks. Um, you know. Yeah, he's the last kind of tight end there that's healthy, but he's not getting any looks. You know, I think uh, if anything, it helps helps the wide receivers out a little bit. But I don't know how good Harrison Bryant's going to be. So I think four bucks was just too much to pay for him. Yeah. What about you, Julian? Um, I kind of just threw a dart. I said a cheap hooker for five bucks because <laughs> he already had six, like six, seven DBs anyways. So. I can't remember who has him. I didn't write his name down. Scott. Scott. Was it Scott? Yeah. yeah, Scott threw five on him. Yep, Scott did. Yeah, for me, it was uh, Grover Stewart to Scott. And this is just, just a principal thing, taking defensive tackles. I kind of said it earlier. I think it was with, on Julian. Julian had a pickup, even though the guy has been pretty good. Um, hey, I love my D tackles. Hey, you, you keep doing it. That's cool. Enjoy. <laughs> All right, three yards in a cloud of dust. Take us away, Rich. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, Julian, you ready? Yeah, I guess now, so. Now, you're a Lions guy, right? Yep. Uh, you're a Lions slappy, let's say. Like <laughs> a, a big fan. Uh, you do, Have you watched uh, – did you watch uh, Hard Knocks? I, I didn't watch the last episode. Okay. So you, But you've watched their football games this year, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Okay. So uh, as a Lions fan, as a, as a, you know, a guy who has watched all the games, um, 
let's let's talk about and I want to hear your ideas of three things that need to change or be improved if they're ever gonna put something out on the field that's worthwhile. What do you think? Three things. Well, the first thing is what is their strength and conditioning really really at? Because it seems like we have twenty people on injury reserve or the injury list every single week mm-hmm. and just well, Julian, didn't you see him time. do 40, 40 downups with coach Campbell? Come <laughs> that on, is true. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, come on, like every week, like our offense, half our offensive line is out. And yeah. I, I just don't understand how they can't stay healthy. Okay. So strength um, and conditioning. The second, I don't know. Those first two games, the run game was on point, And then it just seems like when Swift was out, we died. So how can we keep and <laughs> goes along with the the offensive line as well? Um, they yeah, they're, they're all dead Ro- too. So I heard Romo talking about how Detroit has a top five offensive line or maybe the best offensive line in the NFL. I'm like, who? What did Romo smoke? Is he, right. is, he is he for real? Well, if it's if they're all healthy, yeah. But they haven't had a healthy line since week one. Yeah, maybe two. So that, that's got to be that's going to be the the bugaboo then with the uh, with the um, with the run game right because if you think about it you know a lot of these teams you know they have offensive linemen offensive linemen depth especially when mm-hmm. you have an offensive line that good you go out and you get guys in the sixth round or fifth round or wherever and and find guys that can plug and back and be offensive line backups right it seems like they pick off these scrubs from practice squads like mm-hmm. from the Chargers. And like, oh, he's good enough, and he's not. It seems like that's yeah. been like five year rotating door right there. Okay, so so strength and conditioning, <laughs> offensive line, depth, offensive depth yeah, yeah. Okay, what else? What's, um, the, what's the third thing? We gotta get pass rush that on the quarterback. Uh, it's like a every yeah. third game. It seems like um, we get some type of pressure. I know Kobe's gonna <laughs> love this with um, his favorite player, Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> you know he is tied for first as rookies and whatever for most sacks in the, of the year but need more than just him right you need him to be more than first for, for rookies right first overall pick or second overall pick right you got to be better than just top of the rookie class you got to be you know top 10 nfl right yeah defensive ends i don't know who was the um Who's the dude that went to – was it Walker? No, it was the dude that went to the, the Giants, Thibodeau. Oh, is yeah. that his mm-hmm. name? Yeah. And he chased, he chased down that running back last week, um, ETN, mm-hmm. and he was beating out his DBs. I don't think Hutchinson could do that. Yeah, you don't think he has that kind of speed? Yeah. 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 All right, so we're looking at improve strength conditioning, improve offensive line depth, and find a pass rush. Maybe add some help, right? I mean, you, you can never have enough good – Pass rushers or defensive ends, right? Yeah. So I mean, look at, look, at, look at what they do out in Buffalo. Yeah. All those guys can get to the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, like, All right. We can always jump and say it's the coaches, but he's only been there two years. You got to give him at least five. After five, year five, that's if it's the same thing every year. Yeah. 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 How long did you guys give Harbaugh before he started to do anything good for Michigan? Hey, I was all in and keeping him. So yeah, I mean, I remember when people were calling for his head, and I yeah. think it was a smart move to keep him. But you know, 
Anyways, all right. We're, we're at the game. Jimmy's chanting, fire hardball. <laughs> I heard he I heard he had a blog under like the, the secret like a secret pseudonym or something. That's right. That's right. My alt account. Yeah. All right. Uh fantasy question, HFFL question. Okay, so now that I think you know, I think you were a big part of this. Moving to roster flexibility. The uh we can run the three two, we can run the two three, we can run the one four setup. You've obviously yeah. built your team running back heavy. Um, couple of really good stud uh, wide receivers, and then just kind of like not a whole lot of depth because it's really hard for you to build that running back stable and have you know super strong depth at the at the wide receiver position. So that being said, you're running the three two. A lot of people in this league believe the future of this league and the way to be productive and the way to win is to run a one four. Right. Running back is probably the rarest of all the uh, position groups. Wide receiver mm-hmm. is the is the mo- is the more deep, let's just say. So I just want to get your thoughts. Are you happy with the way you've built this team and, and running the three two? Uh, do you wish you had more wide receiver depth or, you know, it's kind of because it, it is kind of hard to have both. What are yeah, your thoughts? It's, it's, it's definitely hurting because I, I had Judy at one point and I had lock it for a second there and mm-hmm. i had a couple other guys that i've traded away but a lot of these running backs kind of just fell in my lap it wasn't like i was out asking for them um but i don't know i've won a championship with a 3-2 look before um if you look at it kobe's team who's number two he doesn't really have any top tier receivers either he's young up and coming guys but he kind of has that three-two type of look as well. So mm-hmm. Kobe has ran the three-two five out of his the six lineups I have recorded. So I actually have this data through six weeks. I didn't do last week's yet, but mm-hmm. if, if you want me to throw it out there, um, sure. Last year, sixty percent of the time teams ran a two-three. Um, there the one-four one running back four wide receivers was run twenty-four percent of the time. Three running back two wide receivers was run twelve percent of the time. This year. It's the standard two running back, three wide receiver is only 37% of the time. So that's a 60 from 60% last year. It's a 23% drop. One running back, four wide receiver has been run 32% of the time. And three running back, two wide receiver has been run 26% of the time. So pretty balanced this year. And you you are correct in that um, you and Kobe are the heaviest users. And then Ryan, Ryan as well. Ryan has uh, run quite a few three running back sets as well. But you three are basically uh, the trendsetters there. And like just been in other dynasty leagues and whatnot, I've hurt at running back, and that's pretty much what screwed me over um, with winning playoff games is not having that depth at running back. And now I think I'm mm-hmm. overly um, have too much depth and not enough receiving depth, which is hurting me because yeah. I have to start Atlanta's whatever you call it that guy's name, Zacharias <laughs> or whatever, yeah. um, especially with injuries and whatnot. So. I'm looking yeah. for a receiver, guys. Yeah, it's going to be int- – and, and we're going to get to that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it is interesting to just to see, you know, the, the you know being a half-point PPR, you know, deciding to go running back heavy instead of wide receiver heavy. So you, you're happy with your with your strategy, the 3-2? Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. Like I said, I think it just fell in my lap, like especially yeah. the cook and those picks that I had. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I could have went, went Burks at five and – yeah, he, would be he wouldn't be helping way. you, really. Yeah. yeah. Be helping me. All right. 
<laughs> All right. Last one. All right. Miscellaneous or, or maybe maybe a, a personal story from here. You know, uh, you know, you, you've played football, you've coached football. Um, you know, football has been a big part of your life. Um, yeah. What would you say in, in all of your in all of your football experience, you would say is, let's say, your happiest or most satisfying moment playing or coaching football? Mm. I, I wouldn't say playing high school because that was, I don't know, more, um, I don't know, clicky, I guess. College yeah. playing was a whole lot of fun. Um, I don't know, that was more of a bond. It was, it was great my yeah. senior year because we all came together. But I don't know, being, being a coach is just so much more award mm-hmm. rewarding. Um, helping these young kids out like this, like this past year, I had such a young team and inexperienced team. I had two kids that have never played football in their lives, mm-hmm. starting both ways on the line, and did a really good job. They didn't know mm-hmm. what a rule was to save their lives. I'm teaching them pretty much how to play the game throughout the years but or throughout the, the weeks but just stuff like that and yeah um, helping them with their grades it kept their grades up and mm-hmm. just being another set of eyes because a lot of these kids in my area don't have a two-parent household that some a lot of them don't have any parents in their household yeah. so just being that extra set of eyes to help them out um feels really great and then yeah. just football on top of it makes it even more even better yeah that's great so yeah most satisfaction from coaching and specifically yeah. helping helping those kids out no that's great and it, it is really cool to see that light bulb come on when a kid figures it out you know and you've oh, been yeah. kind of hammers <laughs> trying to hammer something home and they're like oh yeah that's what i'm supposed to do yeah <laughs> and, then, and then you see and you just see it you see it start working for them you know so yeah, that's that's definitely satisfying so the, the one kid the one kid he, he's from california he's a soccer player um, moved here because he lived in a bad area and he lived with he lives with his aunt um mm-hmm. like i said he's never played football in his life so like there, there's a time when we punted and the other team did a fair catch he's like why did we stop i'm like i'm glad you were out there because you would have ran him over he's like yeah i would I'm like well that would have been a flag <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so yeah that's one of those ones where you're like yep that was on me i didn't tell you about it say i like your hustle but uh get your bass back to the sideline (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks julian uh you know yeah three yards in a cloud of dust for you that is a pretty cool thing that you guys brought to this yeah good idea by rich i like it all right so this is uh rich and i were kind of just shooting the shit last weekend and and this kind of came out of there we were actually talking about a a cmc offer that i had made to ryan and it just kind of spurned into you know, what are the top five trade targets right now for contenders in the HFFL? So what we did was we looked over the teams. Um, we kind of looked at teams that were either out of the playoff race or, or a long shot. Um, we're just going to see, you know, what players that they have that might be of interest to teams that are trying to contend for a championship. Um, so we're all going to list, you know, one, one name at a time here. Um, and when we come over a player that maybe more than one of us has, we'll talk about that player a little bit deeper. Um, so, and we're going to work uh, number five and number one. So Rich, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Who do you think is the, the number five available player for contenders? So me personally, I feel, I feel Mike is a long shot to make the playoffs and I feel he has an opportunity to make a deal on a, on an aging commodity that I think could add a lot to a lot of teams. And that name is Amari Cooper. 
I think Amari Cooper has proven that he can go and play uh, in Cleveland and he doesn't need, you know, Dak or, you know, him and Brissette are, are clicking uh, fairly well. He's getting a ton of targets. And uh, I think he made a catch last week. They didn't end up counting, but it was like crazy in the back of the end zone. Um, he's super talented. Um, so I think there's there's a couple of teams that I think would would definitely be in the market for a guy like Amari. Uh, I think Kobe would be one of them. Julian, I know, would be looking – would and could be looking for a guy like Amari Cooper. And if you believe in – if you believe in, let's say, Brendan's team, um, you know, I think he has an opportunity to get back to 500 this week um, and, and maybe make a run, and, and he could definitely use – some some wide receiver help as well. So um, those are the I think the top three contending teams that are on the season the lowest wide receiver point scores uh, this year. Nice, that was a good one. Uh, Julian, go ahead. Um, I had Amari Cooper right outside my top five, um, but my number my number five I have Fournette. I think um, Fournette is on his way out anyways. Um, mm. His high of carries was 24. His lowest was three. Last week he had eight. Um, granted, he scored a touchdown tonight. Um, I With Shade being just a two-win um, team right now, um, he might be able to um, start looking for the future again. Oof. That's that's a tough pill to swallow there for you, Walt. Ugh, looking for the future again. I actually mm. – actually... Also have while in this this grouping, I guess so. From the for them for me from the teams that I pulled from, I pulled from Mike Walt, Corey Hagerman, Ryan Arico, and Rich. Those were the teams that I looked at. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. some of those guys are still in it. Like Walt, for example, he's pretty high in his points. Corey Hagerman still, you know, he's still in the thick of things. Um, Ryan and Mike are probably you know one loss away with their points. Actually, Mike won last week, so he might he might have a little bit more cushion. But those those teams are all kind of fighting down there, you know, only six can make it. So um, they're all kind of down there. But for me, um, like I said, I do have, you know, I was going to agree with you, Julian, but I'm going to back up. I'm actually going to go with Kelsey as Travis Kelsey as my number five um, player here. And I, I probably should even put him higher, um, but he is pretty clearly, you know, a, a top two tight end in the league at a position that is just horrific. I mean, it might be worse than truly than any other season that I can remember you know, since we really started paying attention to these sorts of things. So uh, Travis Kelsey would be a hell of a get for someone, but I, even at age 33 or whatever he is, I still feel like he would cost a considerable amount for someone to get. But uh, that's definitely a guy that could be in play, especially if, you know, Corey somehow gets sniped by Rico this week. All right, Rich, who you got for number four? And number four, I also have uh, Travis Kelsey. Okay. Um, you know, and, you know, as far as targets go, I think, you know, Scott, Julian, Jeff, um, could could definitely use some help there, uh, and like like you said, you know, if you're trying to win, you're not looking for longevity. You're looking for what what can you do? What have you done for me lately? And I think he's done a lot lately. So I think he can help a team right now win. Um, so how much are you willing to pay for that win? And and maybe another season or so. But um, you know, so I, I think it's it's definitely worth the worth the ask yeah. on Travis Kelsey. I had, mm-hmm. I, I had Kelsey too. Should I jump in right now? Yeah. Yep, go for he's it. He's farther. He's farther on my list. Where did you have him? I had him at number two. Yeah, that's probably honestly where he should be for mine. And pretty much the same thing. He's if you're in that championship win now mode, you won't care about his age. 
because he's pretty much carrying that team between him and um, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's 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 dirty, and he still has go dirt, so a yeah. decent tight end. Yeah, and he can absolutely. find up, find some young guns and draft capital for the future. And even even it if makes he a lot of sense, Goddard, you know, Goddard's been good. I mean, that's another guy he could move if he wanted to keep Kelsey. I mean, that's definitely there. Um, so who did you have then at four, Julian? I had Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. He, okay. He he was very hot, and I think he could get a pretty good package for him. Um, for a couple of those teams that don't have a true number one, that is trying to make a championship run, that because because he didn't take his fifth year option, right? Or they didn't give nope. it to him. Nope. They didn't. So. We don't know what the future holds with Josh Jacobs, and um, he's making some noise. He had three 30-point games plus the last three games, and um, I think he can get some very valuable picks. But also Mike might be saying, no, scratch that. I'm still looking to make some noise in this league. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and then for me, I believe I'm next. Yep. For my number four, I actually had Keenan Allen. Um, I know he's been hurt, um, but there's a lot of – you know, wide receiver needy teams, myself included, in the league. And a guy like Keenan Allen, especially since he played last week, they're on a bye this week, you know, he should be probably pretty close to 100% as far as, you know, as, as close to 100% as you can be in week eight of the NFL. Um, he might be a, a guy that could absolutely turn someone's season around or, you know, frankly, maybe even turn Corey's season around if he's able to win this week against the Rico. So, um, yeah, that's that to me, he's a, he's a definite target for contenders. Uh, Rich, what do you have for number three? Yeah, I went back to tight end, went back to the well and said Mark Andrews. Uh, I think Orico should deal Mark Andrews. I think um, it, it's time. I think if you're really talking about being a rebuilding team, I think uh, it would be in I think it would be in your best interest to to make a deal for for a guy who's you know not going to help your team out this year, but you could get a big haul for if that's what you're really looking for is picks. So you don't think that at 27 that he could be you know like a pillar for him build to build on? I don't know about a pillar. I think he, you know, he could be a good tight end for him to have, okay. right? Sure, but yeah. I guess my point is, is if are you rebuilding or are you not? Right. Yeah. If you're rebuilding, deal him, get some picks, right? Strengthen the other areas on your team, and uh, yeah, move on and try to find, you know, then you find another tight end. But um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think anybody should have a pillar at tight end. Okay. I, th- I think you, I think if you have a, if you have a great tight end bonus so that makes sense yeah all right julian number three so right before i go to number three i had mark andrews in the top five and then i pulled him away wrote him back down and then i took him away again (laughs) um so he's right outside my five i actually have an interesting one here i have aj brown with Corey. okay um Corey's still in it i'm not saying he's out but i think he could trade him for a true number one running back for his team and he still has good receivers to help him go through the playoffs and granted it could it could be cd it could be one of those receivers but i think if he goes out and tries getting a, a true number one running back for his team um with still a couple of great receivers um i think that'll push him farther along in the playoffs is this uh, some subliminal messaging here as someone with a true number one running back julian are you trying to can tell Corey that hey he should come and knock in with AJ Brown. The door the door is right there open. So Ooh, yes. Interesting. Okay. I like that. That's good. I get those stacks on stacks, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. Um for me, 
Number three, let me look. I messed mine up here. I'm going to go with um, James Conner. And again, I, I know that long-term James Conner might not be the guy, but but now that Luke, Nuke Hopkins is back and that offense is, obviously they lost Hollywood, but they picked up Robbie Anderson. They're on a bye. I don't know. Did they have a bye? I don't, no, not this week they don't. But they're, they're working on getting back to it. Um, so I know Julian had Fournette at five. Um, I think Fournette and Connor in my head are like very similar players. So I would be perfectly fine with going after either one of those. But I think either one of those guys can give you, you know, top 15 running back numbers down the stretch here. And this, to me, like they shouldn't cost an arm and a leg, especially if a team is truly out of it. And, you know, you're 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 looking for the future. Now, obviously, I'm not saying you should just turn around and sell somebody, you know, like we, we always say in our chat third. You know, I'm not saying anything like that, but um, I mean, those guys right there are are prime candidates to be moved to to a contender, you know, and, and get that last couple ounces of value out of those guys before they are just just toast. So I got those. I'm going to go with those two then Fournette and James Conner there at three. All right, Rich, what do you got for number two? DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think uh, I think it's time for Ryan to move on. I think, you know, last week. Hopkins had 14 targets, 10 catches, 103 yards. It shows he still has it. I think it it's demonstrated value, even though he you know he sat out the first six games. I think that he could get a pretty good haul for DeAndre Hopkins for teams that are receiver needy right yeah. now. So, and he's 30 years old. I think it's a prime moving moving candidate. And you know, I think it's it's it would benefit Ryan at this point. You know, if you're not going to make any other moves, if you're going to maybe sit on some other, your other studs. I think it would be very wise to try to do a nuke. Yeah. I have him as my number two as well. He is, I mean, he came back last week, hadn't played in six weeks and was, he was himself. So uh, I think he'd be a prime target for a guy like Julian, who's looking mm-hmm. for, uh, looking for that, that elite wide receiver to plug in for the next year or two. Yeah. He'd up Kobe too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you think here at two, Julian? I had Kelsey at two. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, number one, Rich. McCaffrey. Ryan went back to the well. I think I think Ryan should embrace the rebuild. Um, you know, I think it's it's time. It's time to move on. I think I think it's time to get what you can while he's healthy. <laughs> I would, you know, I would it'd be like walking around with a Fabergé egg, you know, in a in a in a Kroger grocery bag is what you're doing right now. And I would just want to pass that potato as fast as I possibly can, you know? So that's what I would do if I were on. I, I, you know, and I did it. So, I mean, of course that's what I would do. Cause I, I dealt my guys last year. Cause I, I said, it's time to rebuild. And I think it's time. I think it's time for Ryan to, to rebuild, especially with a, a putrid Tom Brady at quarterback. Yep. Uh, Julian, what do you got here for number one? CMC all the way around. We know that, He's injury prone. San Francisco's running backs are injury prone. Um, if you can give someone in that top seed um, a good couple games to push them through that playoff run, um, it's time for a rebuild for the Jedi. Okay. Um, obviously, I, I had CMC as well at number one, but I'll, I'll call it my co-number one, considering he is the number two running back on the entire season, only six points behind Austin Eckler. Nick Chubb. I mean, again, Corey, if he wins this week versus a Rico, you know, that puts him at three and five and, you know, he's not, he's not eliminated. He's still in the thick of things. You know, his points are low, but he's got a mathematical chance still. 
Um, but if he if he gets sniped by Rico, I mean, he has some of the most intriguing offensive pieces available in the league. Him and Ryan both, you know, there's there's multiple players there from both teams that should be very intriguing to uh, teams trying to win a championship this year. So um, I, I think Nick Chubb would be prob- probably expensive. I don't know if he'd quite be as expensive as CMC, but I think he'd be pretty damn expensive. And he's a little yeah. bit older than you'd think. He, he turns 27 um, this December, so. But uh, yeah, Nick Chubb is a guy that would be, I know he'd look real good in that, uh, that snowman uni. So uh, let's, let's talk Corey. But no, that was uh that was good. Did you guys have any players you wanted to to toss in there as in maybe like a, you know, like a, a almost made it or, you know, like a, a maybe just past your number of your top five rich. Did you have anybody? Yeah. You know, I wanted to look at, at like someone from Walt's team but I don't really know who he'd trade or who he'd want to trade. He's scoring so many damn points. You know, does he just chalk this year up to I had some bad luck and my team's right where I need it to be. Yeah. But, you know, I think he'd be more of a buyer right now because of just his lack of production at the running back position. So he just doesn't um, have anything to buy with. I mean, he's pretty exactly. much sold everything to be in yeah. this position. I think he still has his 24 first. I feel like I've heard him talk about that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, the five guys that I had listed from Walt were Zeke, Fournette, Daryl Henderson, Michael Thomas, Darren Waller. And, you know, I mean, Waller has kind of been nothing this year. Michael Thomas. Well, just... <laughs> Go ahead. The guys, the guys that he'd be trading, he wouldn't get max value on. Them. No, there's no doubt. He'd, right. And that's the problem, right? You want to be able to look at these guys and say, okay, who can I get max value for? Right. Like Travis Kelsey, 33 years old, showing out. Doesn't matter because he's showing out. You right. can get a you can get a haul for him, right? right. You're not gonna afterwards. You're not gonna feel like, man, it's like I only waited a little longer for him to produce. You know, I could I could have got more, and I feel like that's where Walt's at. A lot of his tradable assets haven't really done what they need to do to be worth what he would want to trade them for. Yeah. So he's kind of sitting in that like hard, you know, rock in a hard place of do I get what I can get, or do I sit on it and and wait and let this you know, let this guy rot on my bench. So, yeah, I don't know. That's very, I had had two more that I debated on putting in or not. One was Roquan Smith. I believe it's um, a Rico team that has him. Um, So he's like the number one linebacker right now. I bet he can get some assets for him. And then I did have one more from Walt. That was Devontae Smith. Um, Oh, the young guy. mm -hmm. I know he's, He's a young one to build off from, but if you can get a couple more picks or young guys, and he's the number two in Philly. Yeah. Roquan is on, is on Corey Hagerman, just to make sure. Just oh, to make sure. Oh, so it is on Corey. I knew it was between him and yep, yep. Rico. What were you going to say, Rich? I was going to just say I'd be I'd be interested in Devontae Smith if Walt wasn't going to make a move. Well, just I mean, throwing it, just just throwing it out there, roll tight. Al- Alabama guy, I can't <laughs> shocking. Um, but no, I mean, it is. There's there's players out there, like you know, I, I yeah. kind of made a list team by team. So rich, I had Rashawn Evans and David Long. You know, both guys are producing. You know, both guys that could probably be had. Arico, Michael Gallup, he's been shopping them to everybody. Shaq Barrett, Alex Highsmith, Zaire Franklin. You know, he's playing all the snaps, even when Darius Leonard was playing. Levante David. I mean, those are guys that contending teams could be looking at. Ryan, CMC, Nuke, Tom Brady, Raheem Mostert, Jamal Williams, Josh Reynolds, Adam Thielen, Christian Kirksey. I mean, these are all players that could help somebody. Now, they're not, you know, this last half of that list isn't going to take you over the top, but a guy like Christian Kirksey, I mean, that rounds out your your second or third linebacker. That's a good spot for you. 
Corey Hagerman, Nick Chubb, Keenan Allen, Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, DeForest Buckner, Demario Davis. I mean, he's got guys there. Walt, Zeke, Fournette, Daryl Henderson, Michael Thomas, Darren Waller, Mike, Russ Wilson, uh, James Conner, Brandon Cooks, you know, Nico Collins is out. He's going to see more targets now. Amari Cooper. I mean, there, there are players out there to be had. The question is, are you all going to be like me and be an absolute cheap ass and sit on your wallet and not want to do anything? Or are you going to make a move and, and try to win a title? You know, so it, I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens because there's a couple teams, you know, Scott and Kellen for, for two, they have a lot of assets, you know, in reserve that, that could really make a move if they wanted to make a move. And there's a lot of teams that are teetering. And I feel like one offer could make them be like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I'll move Nick Chubb for that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just um, it's interesting. The the balance of the league could shift very easily in the next few weeks here. So I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Russell Wilson, what kind of psychopath has he turned into? I don't working working don't out know. at forty thousand feet on a plane on the way to London. I don't know. <laughs> it's just he, he's he's become he's become. Oh terrible, my god! For sure, I. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I hope it just kind of all fades into oblivion and he starts to play well again. Again, this is one of those things like it's, it's better for the NFL for him to be good. Now, if he's, if he's a psychopath and, you know, does weird stuff and that's probably good for the NFL too, but I just want to know, man, I just, what happened? It's like, he's like got a a screw loose or something. I don't know. It's going full Antonio Brown. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, let's hope he doesn't. Yeah. Right. For sure. (laughs) At least he didn't pull his dick out on the plane. Not yet. Or at least that we know of. It's early. That we know of. Yeah. Stays in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. What happens in there stays in there. (laughs) What happens in London this week stays in London. Exactly. All right. That was good. That was a good one, fella. I liked that. All right. So week eight matchups Uh, for the NFL bye weeks this week. We have the Chiefs and Chargers out, which is absolutely crushing to me, but whatever. No one cares. Uh, we have Ryan at two and five versus Mike at three and five. Ryan is a forty-four point favorite. Tell us about this one, Julian. Um, with Chase, with a, with that big Chase news today, um, it may give T Higgins more targets, but or it just might lock him down. Um, give Tyler Boyd the the passes. I don't know. Um, you said the big Chase news. What happened with Chase? Jamar Chase is out four to six, hurt his hammy or his hip or something like that. His, his hip. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. All right. Yep. So yeah, so Ryan's um drooling with T. Higgins being on his squad. Um for the last two weeks, the go has looked awful and he hasn't really looked that great now. So yeah. um I don't know. Father time is finally catching up to him, I guess. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Or it's just that home life. <laughs> Antonio Brown's in his head. He um, would be in my head. Oh my God, he'd be in my head. He'd be living rent free in my head with that shit. I'm yeah. completely honest with you. Whew, I could not handle that heat in my house. No, no, no. What Antonio Brown's living with Tom Brady? No, Antonio has been trolling Tom, throwing oh. up memes of him and Giselle of Antonio oh. with Giselle, like photoshopping himself on Tom's body. What? Oh, dude, it's. It's, I have not heard that at it's, all. It's you guys gotta stop talking to these vagities. It's like as if like everybody's glued into glued hey. into Twitter or pro football fucking focus guys stuff. I don't know. Our, you know, I don't group. know this stuff. You gotta say this stuff out loud so we can yeah. talk about it. You're like, yeah, the stuff Antonio's been doing the time. Huh? And you guys are like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. Let's it say the real good. words out loud so everybody else knows too. <laughs> it's the it's our group chat. Our group chat is constant all day with this shit. But yeah, he's okay. Which doesn't make sense though, 
because Tom took AB in. Like he let AB live yeah. in the house and you know, I I, I hope that AB I didn't know that either. or some kind of shit. Like, oh my god, that's uh, crazy. Oh my god. Hey, there's I mean, gotta what, be more to it behind the scenes. Dude, what if she's the I one mean, that took the picture of him in the pool? What? Now that'd be something. Ooh. Now, that would be something. <laughs> I mean, once you see that hog one time, you probably can't unsee that. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's tough. Jesus, poor Tom. <sighs> I almost feel bad for the guy. Yeah, yeah. I heard they. I heard they ran out of pixels when they were trying to block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. All right, Rich, what do you got here with Ryan and Mike? Yeah, so I hate Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's just been horrible this year. Um, but uh, I do like, you know, what they did with McCaffrey last, last week. I think he looked sharp. Um, Mostert's kind of been the guy now in Miami. Um, uh, I don't know. Is is, um, is Swift playing? Because he didn't play last week. And I think every week it's like he's like a game-time decision. Either he had, way, full, he had a full practice today, I said. All right. Well, either way, Jamal's going to get the goal line carries. And then, like you said, with what happened with Chase, Higgins looks really good now. Hopkins looks like himself. He's getting all the looks. I really like the way way Ryan's offense looks this week. I think it's kind of stars aligning for him. On the other side, Connor, is he going to be healthy? Is Eno going to be able to play? Josh Jacobs has just been explosive. Um, Mike's wide receivers are solid. I think Amari Cooper is coming on strong. I think, you know, that Cleveland-Cincy game Monday night game could be a real good one. Terry McLaurin versus Indy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think Ryan's healthy, and uh, I think his team is finally going to show up this week, um, and I'm going with Ryan. Do you think he covers the 44? No, there's no way in hell he covers the 44. Okay. So, and that's what I said, too, is – I think it comes down to the defense, and I have Ryan squeaking by. Okay. Um, for me, I I had I do have Ryan winning. Um, I think he he has to absolutely has to win this game. If he does not win this, and he goes down to two and six with you know what is he now third twelfth in in points for here? Let me double check that. Yep, third pick yeah, right now. He's yeah, he's he's fourth and fourth lowest in points for so tenth, twelfth, eleven, fourteenth, thirteenth, yeah, eleventh in points for. Um, you know, losing here, going to two and six, it, it's over for Ryan. There's nothing he can do. I mean, you just, you just can't, you can't get out of that hole. Um, yeah. but the, the plus 44 is what intrigues me. So, um, I hit up Vegas Corey and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get some money back this week. So, uh, got a unit on, on, uh, Mike plus 44 here. So get it done for me, Mike, get this, uh, get this money. All right. Corey Stevens at three and four versus Julian at six and one. Julian is favored by 22 and a half. What do you have here, Rich? I love this quarterback battle this week. Joe Burrow versus Jalen Hurts. Um, both quarterbacks have just been super explosive the last couple of weeks. I really don't like Tony Pollard. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting when you look at some of these projections. They're projecting Tony Pollard at 17.31 points. I think he's only topped 17 points once this entire season. And I don't see it happening this week versus, you know, at or versus a Chicago team at home. Um, that being said, I think that Corey's wide receivers look really good. Kyle Pitts is back in his starting lineup. I don't know if that's good or not. We'll see what Atlanta decides to do with Kyle Pitts. Um, and uh, his defense has been really good. I think his, his linebackers and, and his safeties have, have really showed out and been very consistent this year. That being said, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, all healthy. Mike Evans playing tonight. He's two catches, 51 yards at this point at halftime. 
Uh, you know, I was glad to see he didn't get hurt uh, in the last game and was held out this this week. Um, so, and you know what? I I don't really see that. I mean, I, I think Corey's defense takes it this week over over Julian's defense, but I just think there's too much firepower on the offensive side of the ball for Julian. And I actually have Julian winning a close one here. I think we're looking at like a, a 189 to 182 win for Julian. Okay. <clears throat> I like when you give the numbers because <laughs> if it comes like that close, like this last week, that was yeah. great. Um, for me, I really wanted to pick Corey uh, because he he needs this, and and this would have been a nice little upset. I know Rich and I kind of talked about that. Sometimes you almost feel like you force in an upset here, but Julian's offensive matchups, I mean, are great. Um, the only thing I didn't like about Julian's lineup was obviously having Olamide Zacchaeus or however the hell you say that. And uh, having two defensive tackles, you know, you guys know how I feel about uh, defensive tackles there. But, I mean, listen, listen to these matchups here. Hurts versus the Steelers. Yes, please. Dalvin Cook versus Cardinals. Yes, please. Derrick Henry versus the Texans. Thank you. Alvin Kamara versus the Raiders. Sure. Mike Evans versus the Ravens tonight. I mean, these are crazy good matchups. Like, this is this is, uh, this is is bad for Corey. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go take Julian here. Go ahead, Julian. I got to lie. This is my game of the week. And it makes me nervous. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a lot closer than, like, just like what Rich says, me pretty close. Um, especially having the Star Atlanta's leading receiver, whatever you call it, whatever, however you say it. Um, but my, my running back package is better than his receiving package. So hit me up. Oh, there it is. He said it again. All right, Corey, get it done. All right. Walt at a lowly two and five versus Kobe at a very B-tastic 6-1. And, and we'd like to stop here and talk about Kobe Apiaries, sponsor of the pod. Kobe Apiaries.com. They will literally bring honey to your house. They brought me honey, lip gloss, or balm. I don't even know what you call it. Brought all this stuff for Julian. They just delivered it to your house free of charge. I mean, that, that type of service is just not seen anywhere else in 2022. So if you need anything, hit up Kobe Apiaries. If you need some food on the way, he'll grab it and bring it to your house. I mean, this guy is a full service, just a, just a master. So hit up Kobe, KobeApiaries.com and get it done. All right, back to the matchup here. Walt versus Kobe. This is, um, you know, this is, like I said earlier, Kobe is second in all play. He is, what, fourth or fifth in points four and third in potential points. I mean, he's he is for real. And then Walt is first in the category that uh, nobody wants to be first in. Four coulda ones. I mean, that's that's bad. That means that four separate times had Walt made some lineup adjustments, he gets a W. Um, Walt, obviously, he needs this. He cannot go to two and six. He's starting to lose his grip um, on points four. I believe going into last week, he was still number one in the entire league in points four. He is now down to third, and the league is catching up to him. I mean, that's it's actually kind of cool to see right now where the league is at. Uh, Walt Between Walt, the number three team, actually, let's even say this, between Kellen, the number two team, and Fuck the Process, the number 10 team, I mean, we're talking about less than 100 points. It's, it is tight right now, and Walt needs to get some wins. Um, Kobe, he's uh, – He's trying to bury Walt while Walt's trying to stay alive here. And Walt is starting uh, Traquan Smith and Devin Duvernay. And because of that, I just I just can't pick him. Kobe wins. What do you got here, Julian? Yeah, lock of the week. Um, bees are rolling. Um, 
yes, I gave Kobe that beautiful gift and Walker and with um Stevenson, but <clears throat> he still doesn't have that true number one receiver quite yet. He has some very nice pieces, but even though with that, it's I don't know, it's just dumb. He um lock of the week, Kobe wins. Ooh, lock it in. What do you got, Rich? I love that. I love that final word there. I don't know. It's just dumb. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't know. It's just dumb. I can tell there was like some regret in there. I could feel it. Uh, <laughs> so for me, it's, you know, I don't know. I'll say it again. And I know maybe Scott will argue with me, but anytime you have major skilled players playing on Thursday night, I think it's a bad sign. Lamar has kind of been in the toilet the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, Fournette, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I think he's got a touchdown now, so it's looking good. But Duvernay's not looking very good. I just – I hate when you have, like, those top guys kind of, you know, other than – yeah, I think Duvernay's is, like, what, number three wide receiver. It's just not a good look. Uh, I think he's starting to fall off and, and find his level. I think he was really overachieving, and I think he had a really high efficiency rate early in the season when he was scoring all those points. But kind of come back down to earth. And, you know, Kobe's uh, finally benched Aaron Rodgers and starting starting Tua. He's running that, uh, you know, three quality running backs now who are, who are getting almost all of the carries, of, you know, the majority of the carries. Amon Ra's coming on. He's got the cheat code, Taysom Hill at tight end. I hate it because I have Kobe's first, and I and I traded Pickens for it last uh, this year. And I was really hoping that, you know, he wouldn't <laughs> be as locked in as he is. But, uh, yeah, I got to go Kobe this week. Okay. All right, the next matchup, Brendan at three and four versus Rich at two and five. Brendan is a 24-point favorite. What do you have here, Julian? Um, Jay Allen is back. Um, Montgomery has a tough matchup against Dallas' D- defense. Didn't they just trade and get someone this week um, for the, out their D-line? I want to say they did. Dallas? I don't think yeah. I that one. Or they just picked up someone for the D-line. I will check uh, it out. Continue with your yeah. uh, analysis. Um, Rich, though, has won two of the last three weeks. and Ooh-wee. Yikes, look out. And the, game that, and the game that you lost, you put up 181. Um, but so, so I'm saying it could go either, either way, but I'm going to say the doctor is coming, coming back with Jay Allen. Okay. What do you got here, Rich? Yeah, Jonathan, Josh Allen is just so good. I think uh, I think Tyler Lockett also has a big week this week. Debo is the man. I just don't think I'm going to be able to keep up with him. I think it's an interesting line, 24 points. For me, it's not enough to take me, considering I, I got to start Damian Harris and Nico Collins is going to be out this week. So having to throw in Noah Brown as a stopgap. But uh, I got good. I got a good defense, right? I got a good good defense that can score points. So. Um, for me, I think Josh Allen is the is the key piece here. Josh Allen wins it for the doctor. Yeah, um, you guys, I mean, took the words right out of my mouth. Brendan, Brendan has to have this. If he wants to to stay in the race here, I know he's three and four now. He he has to win this game. Um, but for Rich, I mean, Rich is not the pushover that we thought. You know, you have to uh, bring your A game. You you need to get your your 180 points to make sure that you you beat him. And and even that, you know, you know you could get sniped. So um, I do have Brendan here, but congrats on the two wins, Rich. I think that's I think it's awesome. Well, I mean, there was there was talks about me being the worst team that this 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 league has ever seen. Yeah, it was questioned, uh, and, and and that you know would I even get a win? Right, yeah, was was questioned. questioned, and and for me to be 
have two wins now is just crazy. I and you know what? I'd love to snipe Brendan. I want to snipe everybody. I want to <laughs> eat your children. I want to taste your. <laughs> I want to taste your tears when you're crying in your beer and you're not making the playoffs because you lost to me. So that's what I want. I love that. All right. Next matchup here, Scott at five and two versus Jeff at four and three. Jeff is a three and a half point favorite. What do you have here, Rich? This is my game of the week. I think both these teams to establish themselves need to have something going here. I think that um, it's it's interesting, right? No Eckler this week, who's kind of been carrying Jeff's offense. Um, he's also uh, going to be without uh, – maybe he's not without him, but he's currently on the bench. I don't know if it's going to work that way because apparently you don't have to set your lineup until Sunday. But uh, he currently has uh, a couple of key defensive guys on the bench. So so for me, I think, you know, he's got his, he's got Braxton Berrios in the starting lineup. Tyler Boyd is in the starting lineup now with the news of Chase. Again, it gives him a tick up. Harrison Bryant, I don't really know what you can expect from him. On the other side of the ball, Daniel Jones has been balling out. Saquon, Miles Sanders, Steph Diggs, Christian Kirk, all looking very good. Um, and then defensively, I think it's it's pretty even, uh, you know, from a, a defensive perspective. And that's kind of what's thrust Jeff into the last two week wins. Um, so if if they if if Scott's able to to stay head to head on the defensive front, which I think he can this week. I think it's going to come up to the come down to the offense, and for me, um, uh, I think Scott has the edge on offense. And considering I think Jeff is a three point Corey Vegas favorite, this is my upset of the week. I'm going with Scott and the Bridge Over Trouble Water. Okay, uh, for me, this is also my game of the week. I think this is a huge matchup, huge for the HFFL. Um, this will be a fun one. I, I hope that Scott starts chirping a little bit in the chat. Um, I know Jeff will not chirp in the chat until the game is over if he wins. Um, he, he is a big believer in the jinx, so he will definitely not be chirping. Um, but he'll be talking some shit behind closed doors, so you don't you don't have to worry about that. Um, Scott. But as long as the door is closed, it keeps the jinx out? Apparently. That's yeah. the that's the theory, anyway. I like it. Um, Scott, Scott avoids the uh, the bye weeks altogether. Um, Jeff takes, like you said, like a, a huge loss losing Austin Eckler. Um, this one was interesting, too, looking at it. When you look at points four, um, Scott is seventh. Jeff is ninth um, on the year. You look at potential points, Jeff is sixth, and Scott is ninth on the year. You look at all-play record, uh, Jeff is fifth. Scott is ninth on the year. I mean, these these are two teams that, you know, frankly could be considered as overachievers currently, you know, especially when you look at a team like Wald at two and five and, you know, third in points four and – you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's kind of who you play, when you play them, you know, how it all looks, but this is, this is big, you know, this is a game that for Jeff, you know, if he could steal this without Austin Eckler, I think that'd be huge for his season and and really kind of put him in the driver's seat to see if he can uh, stay in the playoffs because he's already had his bye weeks now for Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. And after this week, Austin Eckler. So going forward, you know, Jeff should theoretically be pretty strong um, through the through the rest of the season. So, um, I did pick Scott here. I just think not having Austin Eckler is going to be too much for Jeff to overcome. But if his defense is the top scoring defense on the week again, then like I said, you know, if that floor is high. He's got a chance. What do you have, Julian? I can hear Jeff now. I'll let my players do the talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, Danny Dimes is cruising. Diggs is back. Eckler's out. 
um, two better running backs, Braxton Barrows. Um, I can't say much more. Um, Scott with the win. Okay. Next matchup, Corey Hagerman at two and five versus Arico at two and five. And Hagerman is a 23 and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going to call it now. This is my upset of the week. No Kelsey, no Keenan Allen. Does DeAndre Swift play? I, you know, I don't know. He was practicing yesterday. I think he practiced today. I, I hope he plays because the Lions, without him, their offense goes from quote unquote best of the league to trash. So it's it's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, Rico, get it done here. Make my pick better. So I'm gonna go Rico upset of the week. So what do you got, Julian? When I looked at it earlier, Rico didn't have a lineup set. So he does now. Yep, I see. It. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Mac Jones is up there, so that's good. Um, is he gonna play? They yeah, told him last, last week. They said he's going to be the starter, so we'll see if they do the oh, same thing. Or if they're... I was going to say, he was a starter last week, too. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Um, yeah, all I had was get your lineup set. Um, doesn't matter because running backs do matter. Um, Corey H. Okay. What do you got here, Rich? Yeah, so I, I honestly didn't know Mac was going to play. Um, I, I still don't know, right? You never know what Belichick's going to do. Mac comes out, has a couple bad series. Maybe he, you know, maybe he starts playing the college football game and starts, you know, alternating series to figure out what he has. But I know what he does know he has. He's got a, a Bailey Zappi who's undefeated. So, um, uh, ETN, Brian Robinson, Chubbs, if Swift plays, I kind of got to give the the nod to Corey there. Um, I. I like Orico's wide receivers better than better than Corey's. Just you know, uh, with Olave and Waddle, um, Mark Andrews is looking good, and honestly, Corey's defense has just not been what it should be. Um, or not really what it should be, but it just hasn't been very good. Yeah. That being said. I picked them anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I, I think I was like, yeah, am I going to, am I really going to pick a Rico? And then I'm like, well, you know what? I really think a Rico could win this week, but I've been so horrible at picking games. I'm just going to pick Corey. Cause I feel like Corey should win. Um, and you know, I was dumb enough to make this my lock of the week. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's not confident, but it's his lock of the week. Hagerman, lock of the week. I, you know, I haven't picked him yet. So I had to pick him. Oh, there you go. So yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Last matchup of the week here. Jim at five and two versus Kellen at four and three. Uh Vegas Corey has Jim as a 12 point favorite. What do you have here, Julian? I have, let's see my notes. Um Kansas City's on a bye. Yep. DK's hurt. Should have taken that third. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but I don't know. DJ's finally coming too, but you have Jacoby Percet. Um Judy. I know Rich loves Denver run, um receivers. And well, you know, when you're when you're when you're Jerry fucking Judy and you're from University of Alabama, you know, then maybe you go into starting lineups. And then Kellen just has <laughs> that cup sensation, so I have that as my upside of the week. Um, Kellen. Okay, uh, Rich, what do you have here? Yeah, I mean, no DK, no Patrick Mahomes. Um, still, still fills out a good good roster here, a good lineup uh, offensively. Um, but Dak's back. I think they're going to let him loose a little bit this week at home against Chicago. Uh, I think Deontay Foreman's going to going to get a, a, a formidable amount of the carries and and see some action around the goal line. Um, Pierce is back. Cup. Uh, so 
you know, I think it's I think it's gonna be pretty close. I think Kellen has the edge offensively. And then defensively, I think this is gonna be a really close game. Um, but I just don't think Jimmy, you got the firepower this week without Patrick Mahomes, so I'm going with uh with Kellen this week. Uh, close one. And it's gonna be fairly high scoring. I I'm gonna say this one's gonna be one ninety eight to one eighty seven. Um, for me, I'm actually surprised that Vegas Corey has me favored. I don't really, I don't see how. Um, I've I've picked myself every single week, so this is you know, this is this is different for me. I I picked Kellen as my lock of the week. Um, no Mahomes, no DK, no Derwin James. I mean, those are three of my big time producers. So I'm gonna say Kellen takes this one home. Lock it in. All right, that's all we have. This was a good one, fellas. I appreciate you guys being on here. Yeah, man. Fun yeah. time as always. We see Coach Julian back in action. Heck yeah! Hey, hopefully Thank next year uh, the boys are, are are playing a little uh little little fall break here, a little little playoff action. Yeah, hopefully a year from now and we'll be preparing um to play tomorrow night. Good yeah, luck to Ryan. And yeah, good luck. Hey, uh, who uh who all is in the playoffs from the league? I think it's just Ryan coaching and Julian this year. Wasn't it just those two? Yeah, I think it's just us two. I thought no, so. was it okay. Ryan's in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. But they're yes. down their quarterback and an all-conference defensive lineman from from the vid. So, mm. yeah, not good. Not good. Where's that heart? Hey, get it done, Ryan. I talk heart all week. Coaching wins championships. Get it done. <laughs> all right, boys. Here comes uh, Jedi Corner. You guys have a good one. Good luck this week. Yep. Good luck. Peace. Welcome, everybody, to Jedi Corner Week 8. Corey, that one's for you. Partially because, well, go blue. The other part, well, I would have won a bet against you in Core Vegas last week as I picked myself. And then you enticed me with this boost of some sort. Where you said you were going to beat Kobe, so I picked you. And then you fucked me. So, I don't know what to tell you. Let's start on Fantasy Pool Pick'em. I have dropped now. Third place. Top two teams, Asymptomatic or Grammaticas, uh, Trash Trunk Get Drunk at 29. Myself, Fuck the Process, and the Bees at 28. Barrel Snowmen, 27. Uh, Roll Tide at 26. Fire Up Irish Tigers, 24. Doctor Make My Team Great Again, 22. Uh, and then we go down from there. Uh, still anyone's game, really, for that one unit from Jimmy. As we look at the standings this week, um, still pretty tight for the playoff race. Still a lot of teams that can make it. Um, really, nobody is out of the playoff race yet. Um, so pretty pretty even across the board. The River Rats stay in first, still 6-1. and one. The Bees stay in second. Uh, still six and one. I don't even understand how both of those guys have points against only in the one thousands. Not even eleven hundred points against for those guys. So uh, maybe they're playing really well. Uh, maybe they're just getting lucky and playing against Chodes every every week. 
Uh, third place, Barrel Snowmen, five and two. Fourth place, Teddy Bridge Over Troubled Water, five and two. Fire Up Irish Tigers then, and fifth place at four and three. And then the last playoff team right now to round off the playoffs is Trash Chunk Get Drunk at four and three. Uh, then we go to the three and four teams. There's three of them. Doctor Make My Team Great Again at three and four, but he does have a higher points four than, uh, than one of those th- four and three teams and one of the five and two teams. Uh, fuck the Process at three and four. Uh, brings up the next place. Then we have Asymptomatic or Grammaticas at three and four in ninth place. Tenth place, The Shade uh, at two and five. Running Backs Matter at two and five. Myself at two and five in twelfth um, place, thirteenth the Iser plan, and uh, lastly we have Roll Tide at two and five. So everyone's won at least two games. Um, yeah, I mean, shoot, we thought Roll Tide might not even win a single game, and I mean, he's upset. You know, one of the higher scoring teams and myself there. So uh, who some people thought was a playoff team. Uh, so let's move on to the matchups for the week. Matchups for the week. Uh, first matchup, myself against Asymptomatic Grammaticas. Uh, just because um, Scott says I make up stuff uh, and the standings don't matter. Like, if the number seven team in college football beats the number one team in college football, is it an upset? I think so. Um, even if the point spread says otherwise. So um, I'm going to take myself and one of my upsets of the week, uh, and I got a special for Scott just so uh, I'm going to take two upsets of the week, one with a lower in the standings, myself over asymptomatic or grammaticas, and one that, you know, FML uh, picked, even though their points are ridiculously stupid, their projected points. In the next game, fuck the process against the River Rats. Uh, This might be a close game, um, but I can't take fuck the process after he screwed me last week against the Bees, so I'm going to take the River Rats staying in first place in this game. The Shade against the Bees. Um, I mean, honestly, I think the Shade has has the better team, Uh, but I can't pick them. Told you I was done picking them last week after he screwed me for like the third straight week, so I'm going to take the Bees right here. Um, and they're going to stay in second place. Doctor, make my team great again against Roll Tide. Uh, this one's easy for me. Doctor, make my team great again. He's going to get another victory, keep himself in that playoff contention. Next, one of my co-games of the week and the other co-upset of the week, um, I'm going to take Teddy Bridge over Troubled Water over Trash Trunk Get Drunk. Even though Teddy Bridge over Troubled Water is the fourth team uh, in the playoffs right now and Trash Trunk is the sixth, this is an upset due to MFL uh, and their stupidity. So I'm going to take Teddy Bridge over Troubled Water. He just keeps winning uh, when I pick against him. He's also screwing me and winning. So let's see if I can take him and he'll win a game for me. Barrel Snowman against Fire Up Irish Tigers in my other co-game of the week. Uh... No Pat Mahomes for Jimmy. Um, No Juju. (laughs) Not that that matters, but Jimmy loves him. Uh, And also no Derwin James for Jimmy. That's a huge loss on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Fire up Irish Tigers has most of their um, 
players without a buy right now. Uh, the only one that's out is Khalil Mack for him. I'm going to go fire up Irish Tigers to get the win here um, in kind of another upset. And then lastly, we have running backs matter against Yeiser playing. Um, I'm not sure who Yeiser playing is going to start at quarterback. Uh, he doesn't have to pick one up do, um, according to Matt's rules. So um, he really um, has, I mean, he's got his kicker on a bye. He does have another kicker, uh, one of his corners on a bye. Um, he doesn't have another one in right now. So um, I'm going to go running backs matter uh, in a landslide. All right, guys, I keep forgetting to pick my uh, my Corey Vegas on um, the pod. So I'm going to do that right now as I look over all of these spreads. Um, this game's... Uh, I'm going to take... Ooh, this is tough. I'm going to take Dr. Make My Team Great Again, uh, minus 24 against Roll Tide this week. So, Corey, you heard it. Uh, Dr. Make My Team Great Again, minus 24 against Roll Tide. Uh, you're not going to get me with one of your little special things coming this week. That's my pick. I'm sticking to it. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with this. And, Corey, after Saturday, this is what I'll be singing. <laughs>